Hello, Marcus Brigstock here. For rights reasons, we are not able to include all of the music featured in the original Cabinet of Jazz radio series. I would urge you, beg you, plead with you to head in the direction of whatever streaming service you have or vinyl records you have or whatever you've got and go and listen to this incredible music. The Cabinet of Jazz with Marcus Brigstock on Jazz FM. Listening Colour. Welcome to the Cabinet of Jazz recorded live at Peter Express Soho for Jazz FM. If you could be president for a day or a month or oh, what the hell for a full four-year term what would you do i mean you know after you'd ordered your favorite meal every single day for a week and demanded the entire blue note verve and capital back catalogs on vinyl what would you do then fling piers morgan from a trebuchet <laughs> but you can probably only do that once uh confiscate elon musk's huge phallic spaceship yeah. tell him to grow up and put his winky away uh <laughs> legislate so that people have more money but also don't have to work and at the same time lower taxes yeah yeah Yeah. it doesn't work but let's do it anyway i mean i suppose you could save the planet from climate disaster but not at the expense of a hot tub in the oval office dizzy gillespie said if he'd won his run for president in 1964 the white house would be renamed the blues house which i like very much he would have made duke ellington secretary of state and mary lou williams ambassador to the vatican it seems a shame he didn't win inspired by dizzy's run tonight we will inaugurate a new president and invite them to create their own cabinet of jazz they will nominate four musicians from the world of jazz soul and blues to run the world alongside them three for offices of state that actually exist and one wild card left to the president's discretion my guest tonight is an incredible musician and broadcaster her list of credits is too long to name in full but she plays the sax like a dream she helps educate children and she's won mobos she's more than qualified to be our president and if you haven't listened to love politics war or april showers may flowers then you've missed an absolute musical delight ladies and gentlemen i'm delighted to welcome our president-elect please be upstanding for yolanda brown Somebody let the president in. Oh, thank you so much. I tell you, I've missed this venue. Oh, playing here, trying to do that with a saxophone, two yes. saxophones, is always a joke every single time. But it's lovely to be here and to see you all. Wow. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, speaking of the saxophone, surely this isn't true. I read that you ended up, having tried several other instruments, picking the saxophone in part at least because of its portability. Is that true? Yes. Well, I played the piano, I played the drums, the violin, and at the tender age of 13, I realised I love music. I love creating music, but there's something missing. And I'd actually asked to play the oboe, and Mm -hmm. uh, there was no space to play the oboe at the school, and they gave me a saxophone. They said, well, there's space with the saxophone. So I thought, that's great. It'd be the nice tidy alto, you know? No, no, no. They gave me a tenor saxophone in the oldest case. I mean, I see the kids now with these backpack cases, and I think that was not my story. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) A a good friend of mine, uh, a broadcaster called Alex Conran, his daughter... Uh, has started playing the harp 
And I went, oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> it's easy to get that's, around. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And I said, how's it going? He said, it's a nightmare. She's really good at it. This is the thing. This is the thing. Yeah. And I used to get on the bus, driver would say, oh, there she is with their lunch again, you know. Uh, but actually, the, <laughs> the, uh, when I started playing the saxophone, I remember the first time I was given the saxophone over a Christmas holiday, put it together, obviously had musical background, and just the colour palette of music just opened up to me in a different way. And for once, I was in the music. I was using my yeah. breath for the first time and, yeah, revolutionised how I saw music. I love that, that expression, the colour palette of music. How much can you see music as well as hear it? I only see music. And that, actually, it started a revolution for me because everything else before that was very traditional. You do your grades, you do your scales, you go to do the exam, then you do the next grade. And with the saxophone, all of a sudden, I didn't want to have music in front of me I just wanted to play there were so many different areas you could get into and um, then I became a bit of a rebel and stopped my grades stopped my lessons and went it alone from there uh, were your parents horrified at you stopping your grades or were they like uh, she's got something going on no they could see and you know it's why I'm so much in music education now because at that point is when someone should have said to me have you heard of tomorrow's warriors or have you heard of this group that you could join you could just go and jam I mean I didn't even know what jam was I thought that was on toast you know <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. yeah and so at that point I wish someone could have stepped in and just opened up the palette even more to show me other musicians that played that way. Yeah. But it didn't happen, it took a while. Now I have my own band, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> For me, that is the best part of touring around the world and being with an audience. You know, you're seeing everybody looking this way. Some might have had a bad day. Some might have been dragged there by their wife. Like, oh, we've got to go and see her. <laughs> and just seeing their faces change during the concert. And by the end, you know, you're signing a CD and sending them off. Every concert is a delight. I just, yeah. I just love that about communicating with an audience. Now, not every president has given a wholly positive response to this, but I'm interested to know, <laughs> yeah. Madam President-elect, how you're going to respond to this, because you are a jazz musician and you work with jazz musicians and mm. you've toured with jazz musicians. Do you think the world would be a better place if it was run by jazz musicians? No. Ah. <laughs> I thought this was the week, damn it! <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. And the, the thing for me is that I play in so many genres. That is my thing, you know, my natural rhythm is a mix of reggae, jazz and soul. So it's very hard for me to say just a jazz cabinet. However, I do think that musicians do have something to offer. And if we could just have musicians stroke creatives mm -hmm. in cabinet, then I think we could be mm -hmm. in a good place, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the very least, the people who oversee the creative arts, I think should have some, if not experience of having made something, then some connection oh, yeah. with it. I know? think so. I really think That'd so. Be because when you do that, you're empathetic. And I think we really need, in every facet of government, we need somebody to understand what it's like outside of their mm -hmm. square fence, you know. And yeah, if yeah. you can do that, then hopefully love politics will exist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lots of love, good politics, and there'll be no conflict. That's my... That's the dream. Yeah. I mean, that, that literally is ideal. But before I inaugurate you, I mean, I'm going to do it anyway, but I want to <laughs> know, given that you're a musician, like, are you quite together you seem to me quite together, or are you, in fact, secretly an absolute flake? <laughs> well, um, I do love to have it together in front of, of everybody. I want anybody that comes into my presence to feel comfortable, to feel encouraged and motivated. At home, I mean, I'm a mum, 
as well. I'm a wife. So you have to be together all the time. Okay. Well, look, Yolanda, (laughs) under normal circumstances, the new president swears in on a copy of the Bible, but... Blow me, I have tried every shop in London and they've sold out. After lockdown. I don't know. I think uh, there must be, like, the Bible must be a very popular Christmas book or something like that. (laughs) Maybe it's been part of a meme. Um, Anyway, they've completely sold out of of Bibles, so I'm guessing the government advised people not to panic buy Bibles. Uh, Now, Yolanda, you're going to swear in on something much more suitable to this and much more interesting. What would you like to swear in on? You gave me lots of options of what I could Mm -hmm. swear in on, and I, I think everything is so human. For a position like this, it needs to be something which really has changed my life and is the saxophone. So the very first saxophone invented by Adolf Sax would be... That's the Holy right. Grail for me. And uh, I wish the people listening at home had been able to be here like this wonderful audience tonight and see we actually have here. Look at this, everyone. Don't gasp too loud. It's very precious. Uh, we've borrowed this from an important museum. And Yolanda, I'd like you to place your hand very delicately on that sack. Gently! <laughs> On the saxophone. And then if you could read the oath, please, the presidential oath. Okay. I place my hand on this real saxophone that's actually here in the room. I do solemnly swear that as president of the United States of Jazz, I shall uphold the principles, the ethics, the spirit of jazz. With the giants who played before me, I shall channel their energy and wisdom unless some of it turns out to be drunk talk after a late set at Birdland with too much smoke. Uh, Those bits I'll ignore. I shall be free of the constraints of simple 4-4 thinking and shall pursue the melody of life to where it may lead us, all while also listening to those around me, unless they're playing flat. If they're flat, they're on their own. So help me, dears. Our president, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. You're sworn in. I'm just going to have to put the uh, the saxophone back in its case there in case it gets <laughs> it damaged. Yes. Quite a treat having that here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is time now for you to start assembling your cabinet. So we'll begin with your Secretary of State, if that's OK. We're yeah. going to play some music and you can tell us who it is and why you want them to be in charge of your foreign affairs. OK. That was Monty Alexander's Strawberry Hill from an instrumental jazz sample EP on the Matema label and written by Brown, Jones and Alexander. I had not heard that before and I love it. He first played this on an album called Yard Movement, which when everything went to digital, I was trying to scan everywhere. I couldn't find it and I couldn't find the CD that I used to listen to it on all the time. And um, that was the first time that I'd heard sort of a jazz pianist bringing in their heritage. That was it for me. It just made everything make sense. And um, So his, his heritage, Monty Alexander's heritage is Jamaican. Is Jamaican. Yes. Right. Okay. I mean, um, you can hear that, the, the wonderful you reggae hear it sound in the bass there. line there, yeah. 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 Uh, but just to hear him flow over the top of it and bring all the other influences that we hear in music just made sense to me. And I remember my dad introduced me to his music when I was very young. And, you know, 
now I've become that parent. My daughter's seven and everything she plays, I've got the origin and the backstory. <laughs> and then, you know, I start digging in the vinyl collection. But that was my dad for me. And um, he used to say, you know, Monty, he used to go to the same school as me in Jamaica, Jamaica College. And he used to play in assembly. He used to play the piano for them in assembly. And then he used to skip school and then head off to the studio and playing for Bob Marley and all these different people. And, you know, that's where he really found his grounding. Um, doesn't read music as well. Great inspiration okay. for me, but can play amongst the best of them and has. He really collaborates so well. And uh, this particular version of Strawberry Hill, where I stayed, actually, I think Bob Marley went there after he got shot for a sort of recuperation. It's a beautiful place. And he summed it up perfectly in music. And um, the, he played it at the uh, Lincoln Center mm -hmm. in New York. And he had on the stage a jazz trio, him in the middle on piano, and then a reggae band. And so throughout the concert, he'd flip between the two. Sometimes they're both playing together, sometimes separately. And so for a Secretary of State, you need somebody that can be diplomatic, can work across cultures, can bring people together. He is our guy, I tell you. <laughs> I mean... Wow. You've, you've taken this nomination process way more Listen, seriously. I had many sleepless <laughs> nights about this, so yeah. <laughs> He That's is great. our guy. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. I'm persuaded, not least because I love the music. And I loved how, as you said, you know, his heritage, his culture growing up in Jamaica, he brought yeah. that reggae music across. Uh, do you know Tommy McCook? Yes. Who was involved with, yes. the, with the Scatolites. He's done the same thing in reverse. He took his jazz upbringing through to... There's a great record, Dubbing with Horns with Tommy McCook. Yeah. Uh, Post-Scatolite stuff. But you can hear him really playing like a jazz musician over these reggae records and they're, they're so great. It's amazing. And, yeah. you know, even touring over in Jamaica and seeing the players out there, it fits so well. It's, it's a beautiful marriage. And I have had the honour to meet Monty on many occasions and my dad had promoted a concert and brought Monty to Spain and sitting having dinner with him I wasn't even an artist at that point and I said yeah Monty how do you how do you get into this yeah he said you've got to practice and I said okay I hate practicing sorry I, <laughs> I love rehearsing I hate being by myself and practicing yeah. I like playing with the band so I was like okay he says yeah because you know when you get on the road then there's no time to practice and it just went way over my head as like a very young person and now I find myself saying it to people, say, you know, when you've got time, when you're mm -hmm. at home and you've got time. So, yeah, he's a very knowledgeable man. So did you do that thing then before you went on the road of imagining, well, I'll be on the road, I'll have loads of time to <laughs> Absolutely. practice. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's but zero. you don't. There's By the zero time, zero time you've slept, got up, moved to the next place, <laughs> like there's nothing. There's nothing. I, there's I, nothing. I once said to a, a, a publisher that I would write a book whilst on tour. It's not, oh, that was bad. There was this really loud noise and it was deadlines whizzing past my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I really like this. Uh, Monty Alexander talked about playing and he said, when I hit a note on the piano, I'm putting a smile on that note and the note smiles back at me. I can't define it so much, but it's some kind of beauty, like painting a beautiful picture. When I play, I try to paint a picture. I see the mountain and the river and, you know, the landscape. It's beautiful. It's like what you were saying. That you it. see the music. Yeah. You see the color. And yeah, and you yeah. hear it when Monty plays. I love seeing him play live. And every record he records, I turn it up so high just to listen for when he plays. When he's really into it, his leg gets going. And then he starts mm -hmm, underneath the oh, note. Oh, you can hear that. Oh, and when it comes through on a recording, for me, yeah. you know he's painting a really good picture. And when you hear the, mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. 
Oscar, Oscar Peterson used to hum. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And actually swore by it, I think, said, you know, you should keep humming the melody and then whatever else you do, you'll find yeah. your way back. I'd see what my concern is with making Monty Alexander Secretary of State is he was good friends with Miles Davis because of their shared love of boxing. So I worry that he might be aggressive. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Well. Oh, no. If you, if you meet Monty, there is a peace that will come over you. You step into his presence and he's just very calm. Even if his managers could be rushing him to the stage, whatever, he's just, he's calm. And, you know, I, I hosted a BBC Young Jazz Musician and he was one of the judges on the panel. And every time I'd ask somebody a question, you know, they'd come back, they've got their notes, whatever. You ask Monty, say, oh, you know, and it's silent. The thing is, you know, and he just took his time. There is zero violence in that man. Zero. Right. I'm well, really fighting for this cabinet. You, <laughs> that, was, that was literally my only concern about him. And you've... I've erased it. You've totally erased it. It's fine. Uh, oh, no, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. He was named after a British general. That's not always a good thing. That's true. Like historically... <laughs> British generals have not always been the best guys. This is true. He's flipped it. He, that is his thing. He takes something that we think we know, flips it, and makes it palatable. All right. Well, I like that. <laughs> I really like that. And actually, I was very upset recently when I found out that uh, General Levy is not a real general. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, look, I, I'm happy to approve this, but I'm going to throw it open to the uh, democracy in the room. What do we think? Monty Alexander, Secretary of State. Okay. Thank you. Well, look at you, Madam President. I, I really have done You've my homework. You got your first this. nomination over the line. Okay, Yolanda, you're going to need a Secretary of Defense. Mm. So who will that be? Let's have a listen. What a sound. Who was that? Kamasi Washington. Kamasi Washington for my Secretary of Defense. Um, beautiful sound. Yeah, that song was Desire, right? On the Big Deal music label. It was, yes, from his EP Harmony of Difference. I just love how he, he uses the horns coming together. It's very calming. But there is something in it that just, it, it coins the desire. There's a passion in mm -hmm. it. And um, yeah, I have that on repeat all the time. It's beautiful. His playing is extraordinary. And the size of his albums now, like you need to take a week off. Uh, Kamazi's released something. That's it. I'm going to do nothing for the next week. It's, it's huge. Yeah. It's, it's a week well spent. I yeah, think. yeah, I agree. I agree. He always plays beautifully. He doesn't always play with that tenderness. He's got, got fury in yeah, him too. Yeah. And that is what really helped me make my decision, really. Mm -hmm. He's a gentle giant. And if you've met him, the way he, he plays, that tenderness, the tone, um, I think for somebody that's going to do the job we're asking, they need to be diplomatic. They need to work with people. Yep. But when, when the going gets tough, he needs to really turn up and just hit you with it. When his solos start incrementing and going yeah. up and up and up, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, he'd be able to defend us. I mean, he did do Fist of Fury, didn't he? So, I mean, that'll, you know. Yes. This that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's diplomatic enough? Like, obviously, you know, he's good at he's good at assembling 
the musicians that he wants around him. Mm -hmm. But he's in that position now, isn't he? Of, of going, well, you, you and you. Do you think when he was confronted by people who don't want to go the same direction as him, do you think he's diplomatic enough? I think he is, yes. Because we're talking about him now. In the early days when, you know, as an independent musician, you're trying to get your music together. How does this work? He actually brought everyone together who wanted to make music and have their own products. And within a space of, um, I don't know how long it was, within the space of a week, they each played on each other's albums and came out of those sessions with albums each. So, you know, that is diplomatic enough. It's not about necessarily, this is my thing. All of you come and record so I can make my money and go on tour. It was something, <laughs> which happens a lot. It was something that was for everyone. He sounds like start. a real inspiration to you. Yeah, I think, you know, as well, he has his own language and his own style and he hasn't tried to, to change that at all. He can play to so many different types of audiences and he's the person that brings people together when it's time. Are you at all concerned that he's a very superstitious man and keeps what he considers a lucky dollar bill in his wallet? <laughs> Like, he might be uh, one of those weirdos. <laughs> no, no, because obviously that dollar bill has done something for him. I mean, if he hadn't have achieved what, he's, <laughs> what he has achieved, we well, have to take it away from him. But, you know, maybe you should just keep it in the White House, you know. I mean, he says, if I'm playing with someone else and it's their thing, I always try to speak their dialect. Mm. That's wonderful. I'm as wonderful as a musician, but that's a good qualification for Secretary of Defence. I think it is because, you know, you've got to work with different cultures, different people, different beliefs. And mm -hmm. if you can be a chameleon like that, I mean, yeah, for sure. it's a really, really good asset to have. They love chameleons here at Jazz FM. Absolutely. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> um, this, it's really difficult, this, because you've thought about these way more than Sleepless anybody else. Sleepless nights. Yeah, yeah, Sleepless yeah. Sleepless nights, yeah. honestly. So who do you listen to as well as Kamazi Washington? Who, who do you put on that who, who lights you up i think kenny garrett and you know it's been really interesting mm -hmm. doing the saturday show here on on yeah. jazz fm you land around on saturday two till six <laughs> um, or anytime you want on the jazz, on the jazz FM, fm app, app. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been really interesting because i've been able to have an artist of the week play songs that are on my playlist and um it's taken me back actually to be mm -hmm. able to really explore some of the musicians i used to listen to and Kenny Garrett was one I was so excited that he's just released a new album because there was such a, a hiatus if you like mm -hmm. um, but yeah he's a cheeky chappy if I had more slots he would have been in there too alright so Kamazi Washington for Secretary of Defence uh, I'm somewhat persuaded where's the uh, the voting electorate what do you feel about this <laughs> thank you Uh, for the listeners at home, y Yolanda, who is already our president, clapped along with that uh, to try and manipulate the outcome of the vote. That is Turn off my mic. Classic, classic old school vote rigging. Uh, now, we're recording this live at Pizza Express down here in Soho, and uh, I've set this audience to work. And thank you very much, guys. You've come up with some great suggestions for your own cabinet members that you'd like to see sworn into power. Um, Gil Scott Heron, mm. pretty powerful. Uh, what would he be? Home Secretary. Uh, he'd have some sensible views on drug policy. I don't. <laughs> he'd have some experience. <laughs> Sensible views? Yeah, I, th I think maybe you're right. Um, this one's a little bit more lightweight, but I like this. Uh, who? Ray Charles. Minister of Fun. He likes to mess around. <laughs> Great. Chet Baker has uh, been suggested as head gardener. 
you know, because of autumn leaves. <laughs> All right. Oh, you think that's cheesy? Someone suggested here Miles Davis, uh, who'd be the minister, <laughs> the minister for metric conversion, and change his name to Kilometers Davis. <laughs> And uh, Nat King, no more coal, the Minister for Sustainable Energy. <laughs> Ronnie Laws, Attorney General. I mean, his name is literally Laws. <laughs> Isaac Hayes, Chief of Staff. He could arrange anything and make it last. All right, yeah, there's some good suggestions here. Thank you very much. Let's play this. Yolanda, that is your suggestion for Secretary for uh, Digital Culture, Media and Sport. Who was that? That was Christian Scott Atunde Ajua, to give the full name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Secretary for Culture, Media and Sport. Yeah, definitely. Obviously starting with music, mm-hmm. centre of the world. Yeah. Um, you can see from his discography as he's grown as his own person, you know, very traditional, had all the upbringing um, coming out of New Orleans as well. And just that the way that music is a part of everything and every being that is beautiful Um, to then discovering himself and looking into his heritage and where he's come from. That's all the culture element coming in. Um, And then the digital element, Um, his album Stretch Music, he also released it with an app. Um, mm-hmm. which you could then listen to each of the songs and sort of manipulate the stems, have change all the volume so you could hear the music in different ways. I mean, if that's not innovative, I don't know what is. It's definitely innovative and gets people involved with music and, and its construction. And Absolutely. So he grew up in the 80s and he describes that as a fractured cultural mm. moment. Mm. Does that ring true for you? Yeah, I mean, we, we say the term fractured sometimes and it means something bad. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes things have to be broken to be mended Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that is what happened I'm an 80s baby myself so you know you see things had to be disrupted in order for us to move forward and the disruption is still happening to be fair but you know oh you've noticed that absolutely (laughs) there's there's been a little bit I ran for president yeah yeah (laughs) I didn't really know anything about Christian Scott and one of the things I love about him is he's made his own instruments yes like Yaz Ahmed has you know to get a different sound and he said uh, I don't believe that the guy who created the general shape of the trumpet 200 years ago has a better idea of what sound can do than I do so I'm like let's try to figure out a way to create the future with these instruments and he just changed the shape of it to make a different sound yeah indeed and um I mean, similar to, to Dizzy. We're talking about Dizzy. So yep. we've got to, you know, pay homage to, to the man that, that did change the trumpet a little bit as well. But, you know, I think with him, he even invented a, a string instrument, like a harp-licking instrument as well. Mm-hmm. He, he really likes the idea of moving things forward. And that's what we need in a secretary of, of culture, to move things forward. And- I love, like, Dizzy's trumpet with the horn sticking up at 45 degrees seems to me, like, perfectly emblematic of jazz mm. because that happened after a party... And two dancers landed on top of Dizzy's trumpet. <laughs> True story. Bent it out of shape. And he went, I'm going to play that thing and see how it sounds. And went, oh, now this I like. Yes. And then that was his thing. But ex- that's exactly it. You know, from an accident, late night at a party, <laughs> drunken dancing. Like, All right. Well, now we've got a whole new thing. We call going. it improvising, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. That is absolutely. the whole essence of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, on that basis that he's like made his own instruments, it's hard to argue that Christian Scott wouldn't be a, a pretty great 
<laughs> a pretty great game. He says, uh, we're attempting to stretch, not replace jazz's rhythmic, melodic, and harmonic conventions to encompass as many musical forms, languages, and cultures as we can. God, you've thought these through, haven't you? I really, I mean... <laughs> I really have. And the thing is, I love the sentiments and, and what you're doing here is absolutely fantastic because it makes you think about the world in, in a different way. Mm-hmm. And even when with that quote there, you know, that's what drives me to music education now as well. Mm. We're not trying to replace any of the traditions we've had in classical or jazz, but actually so much has happened since then. How do we incorporate that into our learning, incorporate that into our cultures? And if we did... I think we'd understand each other a bit more. All of the arguments we're having about gender and race and identity, they would already be known if we embraced the culture and the changes that we've been having. Yeah, and that music over the years, and if, in fact, all art forms, we're talking about music specifically here, <laughs> uh, music has always been about that, about expressing not just who I am as an individual, but who you are, who yeah, we are, yeah. and how we can work together. And Yeah, and we're seeing that a lot now, especially with the new music that's come out. Everyone's been in lockdown, so there's a lot of music to listen to now Mm. people have had time to be creative and practice and do what they need to do but a lot of that music that's coming out it's not just music uh, about love or things like that it is music that has a political standpoint it's music that has a way of trying to get the audience to focus Mm. on the different issues that we're all going through mental well-being everything and so music really can change the world i mean you are somewhat in the world not of of direct politics, but I think that education sure. is always somewhat political. But if you were flung into the world of politics, what would you put top of your list of priorities? Top of my list of priorities is trying to, I think, cha- uh, trying to narrow the gap between the mega wealthy and those that really, really need aid. There has to be a way. I, can't, I still can't understand in this day and age why we have such a massive gap, you know, um, and... I don't know how I'll do it yet, sorry. (laughs) Thrown on me a bit. But I really would love to see that exchange happen so that anything else that we need to do to make Mm. our world a better place, the conversation, the the playing field is a lot more level. But at the moment, those that make decisions aren't thinking about how it will affect those. Christian Scott as Secretary of uh, Culture, Media and Sport. Hang on a minute. I know what you're going to say. I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were. Well, listen. As musicians, and I've been caught out many a time having a a band full of wonderful uh, musical men, um, whenever we're on tour, if if we're backstage and we've got a long time between doing something, it's not, you know, call the kids, check up on the family or anything like that. Where's a ball? Is always the question. Anyone got a ball? Mm -hmm. And then there'll be a kickabout, always. So I think that musicians in general tend to like being active in a way. Um, unless they're in a smoky jazz club. But you know, <laughs> I, gonna, I, know, I can hear where you're I was going to say, I know quite a few musicians, <laughs> Yolanda. Don't want to see them all. And this is, this is a straight-up lie you're telling me. <laughs> no, this is true. I mean, I can just see Bob Marley right now. Sure. Yeah, all right. Bob Marley was very, very keen on football. He loved his football. Yeah. But you have picked a little bit of a rare example, <laughs> I would say. Can I take sport out of the title? Yeah, 100%. Then you'll have the job. I mean, listen, this is Jazz FM. I don't imagine anyone really cares about it much. <laughs> there are probably a few cricket nerds in, right? <laughs> we'll knock the sport part on their head, but frankly, I think Christian Scott as Secretary for Culture and Media uh, is undeniable. Christian Scott. <laughs> All right, Yolanda, time for your wild card now. So uh, before we play this next track, uh, what Secretary of State do you want to create? 
So this position is the Secretary of Harmony. Mm. Well, All right, you. I think people Thanks. like it. <laughs> so bearing harmony in mind, uh, let's have a listen to this. That was Butterfly from Gretchen Parlato. It featured on the Inner Dream album on the Oblique Sound label. Incredible stuff and unique. It is indeed, yeah. And the reason why I think that she would be great for harmony is that uniqueness is what we need. You know, it's not that the standard tritone or, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make things jazzy. She really just has her own way of doing it. She plays with time signatures as well. But the way that her voice harmonizes at first, if anyone hasn't heard her sing or perform, you think, oh, I don't know if I like this. And by the end, you're converted, you know, and I think that's a, that's a great strength. And she could sing all of our troubles away. Yeah, I mean, that, the, the opening of that track reminded me of Bobby McFerrin. Mm, I thought of him. Uh, Gretchen Palato. And again, thank you, because that's someone whose work I'd never listened to before. And I had a, had a nice dig around after yeah. I read your suggestion. Also, the having the dig around was also part of why I wanted her for this position. Because mm-hmm. she took some time off to go and be a mum. You know, and for me, I think that's a really honourable thing to do. Mm-hmm. Especially as a woman, trying to carve yourself a career. Every moment is precious. But also every moment of our young children's lives is precious. It really is a scale that you really have to find the balance for and be comfortable with whichever option Mm. you choose. And she chose to stay at home and raise her children. And I was so glad, again, being here as a presenter on Jazz of Him, Yolanda on Saturday, two till six. Um, (laughs) Or anytime you like on the Jazz Jazz of Him app. app. (laughs) Um, She released a new album during lockdown. And I was absolutely over the moon because I've listened to her music up until she stopped and she's raised her children. And to think that she came back with something we celebrated, it was album of the week. And I was just whooping and wailing every time I hear her inside because that's what you want. You want to be able to take that break, do what you need to do for your next generation, for your family and come back stronger than ever, shaking the world, bringing harmony. Yeah, yeah. She's a hero. Did, how did having kids, because you've got two daughters, right? I have, yes. How did having kids change the way you think about making music or touring or putting new work together? I think they saved me, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, my journey is very unorthodox, as, as we've spoken mm. about. And so trying to make a space for yourself in the industry is mm. it's not easy to do, especially as an independent artist. When you're a creative as well, you're thinking, am I making the music I want? people to hear or am I making the music that they think that I should be making Mm -hmm. so that I can be in this column or in this list of top 10 whatever but then having children and having to go to a midwife and say sorry this is going to be a bit TMI but having to go to a midwife and say I can feed my child I don't need to give them formula and I want to feed Mm. them so please don't sway me and taking a stand as a mum it made me take a stand in music too And it just gave me a sort of a a confidence and an assurance to say, okay, I might not make pure jazz music or I might not make pure reggae music, but this is my natural rhythm. And if I play anything else outside of that, I'm not being me. And, you know, it just brought 
a sense of confidence to me and made me actually enjoy touring. It made me enjoy going on the road and going to studio and making music um, because I will play to an audience that wants to be there. And mm. I, I definitely think that having my two girls and being a mum and having to stand up for them and the way that I want to parent, um, especially when they're in a jazz club at 12 o'clock and everyone's like, why are those kids there? Why? <laughs> Whose parents? Whose parents let their kids be in it's a jazz club? It's good for them. It's so good Listen, for them. they can pack up a saxophone, you know, carry kit to the car. <laughs> yeah. And they're seven and 20 months. So yeah. But, <laughs> but it's so great to hear that. That experience for you as a parent has been an empowering one. Empowering is the word, yeah, that absolutely. That it's brought joy and levity and self-acceptance to your music. Mm. Instead of like, very often people are told you can have it all, you can have kids, you can have the career, you can have everything yeah. without making any sacrifices. And I, that I think is never true, but it can be an empowering experience. So what will the Secretary of Harmony actually do practically? Practically, wherever there is conflict and there will be conflict, this is the thing we need to realise, mm -hmm. there will be disagreement around the table, there will be conflict within our world, that person will come in, if they need to sing it, they can sing it, but they will come about and just bring peace and diplomacy to the situation. And I think she can do, you just heard that vocal. I mean, if she just said, guys, let's just think about this for a minute. <laughs> yes, Gretchen. Okay, we get it. We'll find a, a harmonious place. You, you have so much faith in your nominations. It's really, I'm, I'm supposed to sit here and prevent at least one of these from getting through. And you have so much clarity and faith. Like Gretchen can sort this out. And I'm literally like, yeah, Gretchen. I'm 100% up for the Ministry of Harmony solving all the world's problems. This is it. Through unique vocal scat styling. That's all we need. <laughs> what, one, one guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What do we think, ladies and gentlemen? Gretchen Palato for uh, the Secretary of Harmony. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay, Yolanda, I've listened to your four choices and normally I would reject one of them, but I literally <laughs> don't have the courage to do it tonight. Thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. You, your thinking is way too clear on all of it. Uh, sadly, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have. Yolanda, you've been the most wonderful president. Um, now, before Thank we you. play out, huge thanks to my producer, Debbie Kilbride, executive producer, Alison Vernon-Smith, and of course to Pizza Express here in Soho for hosting us tonight. The Cabinet of Jazz is a Loftus Media production for Jazz FM, supported by the Audio Content Fund. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Yolanda Brown. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you.